0: This is episode 365 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vastor from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta and today we have a special guest for you. I want you to meet Tiffany Lewis. If you do not know her already, She is from Pet and Home Care, and she started walking dogs on the Potomac neighborhood when she was just a junior in high school. With a combination of hustle and word of mouth, her little side gig after school turned into a full-time job. By 2002, her client list had grown to a point that Tiffany had to hire her first team member, and today, Pet and Home Care employs more than 50 pet sitters, resort attendants, Office staff spread out all across Maryland's Montgomery County and Frederick County. She's also joined us here in Arizona for the jump into paradise pre-COVID and also had a stint in better marketing with Bella. We also love watching her grow, grow, grow and also be a part of pet care team training. And she was the first person I thought of when I wanted to bring you guys some inspiration about this hiring thing. We all pretty much hate hiring until you figure it out, and then it's not as big of a deal. And so with Tiffany having so many employees and having such a long time in our industry, I knew she'd be the perfect person to talk to us today. So without further ado, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you so much for having me back on. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So why don't you fill in the gaps a little bit for our listeners I kind of told them how it started, but tell us a little bit more about how it actually got started and how you realized that, you know, you couldn't do it all on your own. You need to start building a team.
1: Sure. Well, it was the late 90s. Professional pet care wasn't really a thing yet. And I kind of fell into a dog walking gig and that led me to overnight sitting. They didn't want to take overnight sitting on as a service. They thought it was too much liability and they handed all those clients to me, <laughs> So here I am, 16, 17 years old, sleeping house to house, caring for all these different animals. I loved it. I got to hang out in nice houses, get paid to sleep basically. And that's really what started the business was, wow, there's a huge demand for not only overnight care, but pet sitting and dog walking in my hometown of Potomac, Maryland. So while I was in college, I was, you know, hustling on the side, doing the pet care. And then it got to the point where I actually dropped out of college. I did not graduate. I was so busy and it just came to realize that this is what's important and I'll go back to school. Well, I never did. (laughs) I just started hiring.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you started hiring, did you immediately go to employees? Was it ICs? How did you know who to hire? Were you scared? Like, Do you remember what that Initial hiring was like?
1: Absolutely. So at first, I would not hire. It took me to, I forget which year it was, you might be right, about 2002, where I was working on Easter, because of course I worked every day and I had 30 visits that Easter. Oh my word. (laughs) This is not possible. I can't save my clients, so I better start getting some help. And so quickly, I realized that yes, I definitely need help. And I started with my friends. Uh Which, you know, is great in a way because I knew I could trust them. But also, as you probably all know, when you mix business and pleasure, it usually does not end up well. (laughs) So I had some friendship struggles. People don't like being told what to do, especially when they're your friend. Mm -hmm. So we moved past that. I started hiring the friends, friends and their relatives, got some distance. And yeah, we started off as independent contractors. My CPA back then was like, yeah, it's a gray area. You know, it's fine. And I believed him. And so <laughs> for five, six, seven years, I only hired independent contractors. Mm-hmm. And then it all happened one day where uh, the hammer came down. An independent contractor that quit because her car broke down. She couldn't work, goes and files unemployment. Well, the flag was raised. You're not an employee, but we think you should have been an employee. So after a very long expensive investigation and lots of fines mm-hmm. I switched CPAs <laughs> and found a guy who knew what he was talking about and then moved everyone to employees. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the end for me. I'm like I can't afford this. This is so difficult. People don't want their taxes taken out. No, nope, I was wrong. We did pull it off. We could afford it and people love being an employee. They don't want to have to worry about their taxes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So it turned out switching to employees was a huge benefit because now, you know, I have more protection and my employees have more protection and which also makes them more loyal. So in addition to having employees, we have a whole slew of employee benefits. Uh-huh. And so that is is really helping keep the team and grow the team. We really are able to retain and recruit top level talent because of our benefits and employee status, I think. Uh-huh.
0: That's amazing. I'm going to go off script here with you because all of that was just really great. And I know, you know, people are hidden in fear a lot, right? Like either they throw around the word audit or people are knowingly operating with ICs, not sleeping at night, wondering like what's going to happen. And here's proof right here, you guys, like this isn't a mythical creature. This is an actual person on my podcast right now who has also been audited and realized that they needed to switch. And I think something you said important, Tiffany, that I think a lot of us fall into is, well, my CPA said it was okay. Well, okay. Is your CPA also going to pay those back taxes, penalties, fines, and also go through the audit with you and not charge you for it? Like, are they going to stand behind that word? (laughs) Like you must've felt caught with your pants down and like alone when that happened. Thinking like, but I followed your advice.
1: It was really disappointing. It was scary. You know, he said this gray area, but then quickly I realized it's not gray. If you're telling someone what to do, where to do it and how to do it, that's an employee. There's no getting around that. And I was doing that. Yeah. Here's where you're going. Here's what you're doing. And here's how you're going to do it.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's this big debate that also people say, you know, about Rover, they're like, they're not a pet company. Like, no, they're not. They're an app company. They just connect people to pets. That's it. That's it. They don't claim that they're pet sitters, you know? And I think a lot of people miss that. And that's why they're able to have independent contractors because they don't control any of it. Okay. Anyways, back to you. So you realize that hiring friends weren't going to work. So then you started the second degree, the third degree, friends of friends of friends when and at what point did you start kind of formalizing your whole hiring process and do you remember like how long it took to like interview onboard hire t- until like what it's now can you tell us about the antithesis of the development of it basically yeah in the
1: beginning i was just kind of hacking it together finding people that met my requirements doing some light vetting then we would train them so The big difference between now and then is our training and onboarding process now is actually much longer than (laughs) it was before. I'm way pickier. We're doing way more in-person training. And thanks to pet care team training, we also have that online aspect. So the process is (laughs) much longer now, but it's good because we're doing much more vetting. We're trying to weed out those people that are not going to last. You know, We have them jump through a bunch of hoops, not as many hoops as you had recommended (laughs) because (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was a little too many, but we found a sweet spot where we're making them really want the job. And then yeah. once they come in the doors, you know, we're really welcoming in with our employee culture. We're getting them that in-person training, that online training. So then in the end, they are now certified professional pet sitters and certified in that pet first aid and CPR. So, yeah, back in the day, it was a big struggle. I didn't have a process.
0: What were you doing?
1: So I would go on Craigslist. I would go on care.com and I would scour those places for people posting resumes. And then in return, I would post ads, get people in the door. We would do either a phone interview or an in-person interview. And that was basically, I'm like, all right, I like you. We're going to throw you out in the field. You'll shadow those people and we'll get you going. Yeah, um, But now we have handbooks to read, you know, of course, the online training. And now we have our app to actually do their work. We use time to pet. So we got to train them on that. So it's just a lot more involved now and Uh which we like because it's creating that culture. It's showing them that we are serious. This isn't some side hustle and we're trying to give them a career in the pet care world. So the new system seems to be working and all of our added benefits are really attracting and retaining our people. So things have definitely improved and a lot of that was your help over the years. So thank you, Bella.
0: Well, you did all the work girlfriend and I want our listeners to really pick up on like, okay, this is what she was doing and it wasn't working. And when she made the switch or she tweaked it or she improved it, it helped. And so like, what exactly like did you go from to like, how would you describe the before and after? It seems like what I'm hearing is that it would be more like reactionary, like you were going out and just trying to find anyone out there that you could possibly have. And now you've made a conscious decision. And we talked about this actually with Becky Lee a couple episodes ago of this podcast too a conscious decision to build your culture. How did you figure out what your culture was and how you wanted to get that all intergrained into people? I guess
1: just time and figuring it out and listening to my team and kind of seeing who we are, what we are and just developed it over the years yeah, we're just trying to bring people in and show them like a healthy workplace. We've had a lot of people come to us from like really bad work environments. So I love being like a supportive boss. I'm here for my team. And that's one of the things I learned over the past few years with this program I took called Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses that it's, it's the people. Yes. That's what matters. It's the people that can go for clients, that can go for employees. But for me, I put my employees first. Mm -hmm. And then they do a good job taking care of my clients. So that's what I've come to realize is just treating my people really well, giving them a nice structured onboarding. You know, we gear everyone up with all of our swag. Another new thing we've implemented is leash belts. So we give every single employee a leash belt so no dog can escape them. And it's working out because, you know, of course, too, with pet care, a lot of people are working independently. So Uh we don't always see each other. So we do try to do parties a few times a year. And we do little things like we send out birthday gifts through Snappy. And that Uh always surprises my team. And I just love that. And, you know, we always do Christmas bonuses or holiday bonuses. And I give raises once or twice per year for every single employee. So that keeps keeps people interested. Throw more money and they'll stick around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where is that line? More money and they'll stick around. But... How much money? Because I also see what would you say to the people on the other end of the spectrum that are like maybe paying like 70% because they think they have to keep people and that's how they're going to do it, but they're not showing any care and concern because I think we can go overboard too. What would be your advice there? Where's that line?
1: Well, I think the balance is don't just focus on the percent they're getting per visit. You know, we look at the whole picture because of course they're getting those benefits. We do a 401k with an employer match. We're doing a partial gas reimbursement. We're doing 40 hours of paid time off per employee. So their per visit, maybe not be as high as someone offering 70%, but they're getting so many more benefits with it that it makes it more worthwhile. And Mm -hmm. then over time, rewarding them with a higher pay per visit keeps them happy. But yeah, if we were doing 70% of visit, we couldn't stay in business because we got to be able to afford to run the company. Right, right. Showing that we care. It's not just the money. We're, We're supportive and we're really flexible. And so uh-huh. I think our team appreciates the flexibility and we're understanding, you know, people are humans, things happen. So we're trying to, you know, we work with our team when they're having issues.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Now, Tiffany talk to your younger self when you've just first started, what are like the top couple tips that you would give yourself and say, don't do that. That was a big uh-huh. mistake.
1: <laughs> well, certainly independent contractors. So if I could go uh-huh. back in time, I would have started with employees. Another tip would be to not waste time in the paper world, get digital as quickly as you can. You know, when I started, the internet was like barely a thing. So we had to be paper. But as the internet and technology improved, we improved our systems. And now we finally, with Time to Pet, we love it because we have the app and we're able to do everything digitally. So I think that's a big one is switch to digital right away. Don't waste your time setting up paper calendars. You don't Um, want
0: files (laughs) and handing people care notes.
1: (laughs) We used to have to print out every single form. Here's your schedule. It It was was nuts. nuts. I'd say another big tip is really push for keyless entry. Managing Uh all the customer keys is so hard. Even today we push for lock boxes. We can't get everyone. If I would have just started like this is how we do it. Uh Probably would have been a lot easier. And then keeping the team as a team, you know, it's an independent company type of job. So trying to create a work environment. So we've had a few offices over the years. We've tried, but then for a long time, we went office Mm -hmm. But then when the pandemic happened, and once we were kind of getting out of the pandemic, that was like a big eye-opener. I'm like, no more isolation. I need my team to work together. I want them to feel like they're a team. So we opened a great administrative office in Urbana where my admin team works. So that's like really increased productivity and camaraderie. And now we actually have a real place like interview people and onboard people. <laughs> so those people working at a coffee shops, so I'd say, if you can buck it up, get an office, mm-hmm. have a real location, and then you get the Google My Business for it. So yeah. it's a win-win. I
0: love that. That's all great. Okay, as we close out, I want to talk more about, you just hit on isolation. And I know that the Goldman Sachs program also helped you too. Can you just speak to isolation? This is the time of year that it's pretty tough for a lot of people. And we're pulled in so many different directions. And it's hard to keep a positive mindset about our business. And people aren't necessarily looking for jobs during this time. But speak to us about isolation and how you have ebbed and flowed through that and realized that, like you just said, you know, you wanted an office.
1: Well, the pandemic was really tough in terms of isolation, as everyone can probably relate. And I had a hard time trying to run the business from home, not feeling really connected to my team and my customers. So I felt really isolated. My team, I think they didn't maybe feel as much, especially those working at the kennel. But being able to be around like-minded individuals, even if it's not your team, I think is really important. So the program Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses that I took back in 2021 was such an incredible experience. And now I have this whole community of entrepreneurs that I can lean on at any time. We do networking events, we refer each other business, I can bounce ideas off people. So I really believe in having like a strong network of like-minded individuals, entrepreneurs, business people, and even your employees nearby. So you can feel the community because without community, there's nothing. So I would say, get out there, network if you can. And if you're a business owner that has at least one employee, you earn at least, I think it's 75,000 a year. And I highly recommend the 10 KSB program, totally free, four months of intensive business learning. And you walk out of there with so much knowledge and connection. So that was one thing that really helped me skyrocket the business back in 2021.
0: It was really remarkable on the outside watching you do that and watching the transformation and the changes. It was really, really cool. And you're not who you used to be after that program. (laughs) It's just, it's beautiful to watch from afar. So you guys go check that out. We're going to put that in our show notes as well. If that feels too big to you, you could also join in the masterminds. This month in the Mastermind, we're actually talking all about hiring. We're having Shay come in to talk all about what to do when your job badges is not working. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that if you're trying to hire and banging your head against the wall. Tiffany, I want to sincerely thank you for your time today. You did not have to do this. And I appreciate you being a leader in the industry, just really helping encourage people because it's one of the plateaus that some people get to, and then they just stop growing their business because it's too hard to get through. So I know that you've inspired some help into some people today. How can people go and cyberstalk you and check you out and see this amazing company that you have built?
1: Sure. Thank you. You can always visit our website, petandhomecare.com. All of our social handles at petandhomecare. And of course, we're on LinkedIn too. I'd love for you to link in me. I'm Tiffany Lewis and I would be happy to connect and share resources. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you so much for being on Tiffany. Y'all remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. We'll see you again next episode.